are you asking from your client pre-consult? And what are you asking of your client in consult? Are you overwhelming them by requesting too much information? Are they not coming back because you've asked for information and they haven't been able to get it? And so they've cancelled or they've rescheduled their appointment. Are the answers to those questions that important in some cases? Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists and practitioners responding directly to the needs of a practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business, something clinical, you'll get the variety you need to enjoy and stay motivated in practice. So thanks for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast for our episodes. If you'd like more support, get in contact and I look forward to working with you soon. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. Now, how are we going? Last time I talked about before we see the client, and I thought I'd carry on with that same theme today. The theme, though, is more around our paperwork. What are we asking them before we see them? Now, it's really important that we think to ourselves, what do they need to know? What do we need to know about them? But are we going to overwhelm them before we even see them? So what is your intake form? Now, my intake form is in the academy. It's all there. Everyone has access to it. But also, I want to ask you, what do they see? What is it that you're sending them? Is it too confronting? Are you asking for too much? Will you have so much information that you're overwhelmed at the first appointment? Remember, if you rock up to the doctor or physio, whoever it is, they will meet you and then decide what testing is needed at the appointment before they see you, ask you to go and get a ton of tests. Now, it might be within your intake form, you say, if you have any recent blood tests, please bring them with you. That still doesn't mean to say you need to review them in that first appointment. You say, thank you. I will review these after I've seen you. I need to get my questions answered because the first appointment is all about the questions about the rapport. It's about learning about that person, understanding that person, having the relationship with that new client. If we send out a ton of paperwork before we see them, we might actually be overwhelming them. So I used to post my intake forms, so I don't post them anymore. Um, Obviously, they can just all be emailed. But when I started out, I would post them. If they were local, I would drop them in their mailbox. And in there, in that intro package was a map to find me because they would come to me. So there was a map to find me, but it also had bus numbers and on-street parking. Now they don't come into my office anymore. So obviously they don't need a map. Then there would be the intake form. And that was a really simple intake form. It was past illnesses, present illnesses, current symptoms and then it said medications what supplements you're taking and what you have in the cupboard and it actually asked them to bring supplements with them so I could have a look at them and then at the bottom I've always asked what are your top three goals then in that pack and this is where changes have occurred in that pack was a seven day diet diary now a really simple one it just said Monday and you just had to write in there what you had on Monday breakfast lunch and dinner Tuesday breakfast lunch and dinner snacks drinks And there was a little note with it that said, or I said to them, it's really easy. Once you've told me how you have your coffee, then you just write coffee from there on in because you're going to have it the same. 
And we have to remember that back then, there really was only back then, 16 years ago, not really that long ago, 17 years ago, but in actual fact, like, there really was only soy milk or cow's milk. In Australia, we have lots of different milks. And so that's just the way it is. There are tons of different ones, like different brands and then different milk thicknesses and all the rest of it. But I just wanted to know, you know, was it cow's milk or was it soy sort of thing? And the majority of people, it was cow. So I had the seven-day diet diary in there and then I had the contract. So thank you, sort of the introduction letter and a contract and that, you know, thank you for putting your health first, 24-hour cancellation time, refund fees, that if you refer someone, what you get for that, all of these things were just in that introduction letter. And that was what would be sent out to them. And I did that for years and years and years. And then 10 years ago, probably, maybe not even 10 years ago, maybe nine, eight years ago, it was before I was, or maybe I just started lecturing in the Bachelor of Health Science course. So it was around that time, which is about seven years ago, something like seven, eight years ago. And I had a phone call and could she come and see me? And she knew of me from kindy. We sort of knew each other. Didn't really know her, but I knew her. And then I was like, yep, that's fine. And I'm great. And she was really focused. Said, yes, I want to do this. You know, I need to get my health on track. And I'm like, great. Can't wait to see you. Sounded so positive. There was no way that I would have thought she would cancel before, right? This was a done deal. Sent her information. And then I get a phone call. Oh, Geraldine, I've got to cancel. I can't do this at the moment. I've just got too much going on. I'm really sorry. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Really fast cancellation phone call that told me nothing. I was just like, oh, okay. All right. Fine. No worries. And she was gone. I thought, oh, wow, that was a bit full on there. No reason, no explanation. I did know this lady vaguely. And then I happened to be in the supermarket and met her in the aisle a good six months, eight months later, quite a bit of time later. But it had surprised me and it had stayed in my mind, this cancellation and the way she'd cancelled and how she'd been so excited and then suddenly just wasn't. And I saw her in the supermarket and I realised that I had sent out my information. Only request for information really was a seven-day diet diary and she clearly had an eating disorder. So I had been too confronting. And so I realised that I must not, cannot give out or ask for all this information. Yes, I can say, please bring anything with you that you have, but I can't be asking for tons of information because it might just be too confronting for them. Do they need this information? Do they need a DAS 21 before I see them? Do they need all this information before I see them? I am much better off at the first appointment assessing my client, learning about my client, understanding my client, and then handing out any homework that I want them to do between now and the next appointment. And then you might say, well, what if they haven't done it? And that's in the academy as well. And that's in the finding your flow, all of the language that we use around making sure they still come back, even if they haven't done their paperwork, even if they haven't done their homework. And some people won't. Some people just can't do homework. I had one lady who came to me for weight loss and be like, can you do the seven day diet diet? Oh, I forgot. Okay. Can you take photos of your meals before? I know you're eating well. You're eating good food. You're know, feeding a family. We talk about what you eat. She'd give me her 24 hour diet recall. So I knew what was in it, but she's too confronted by the weight loss journey to be able to acknowledge and write down what she's eating. So some people just can't do it. Now, if I had said you can't come back until I have those, that information, she would never have come back. And yet we did lose some weight. We did support her health and her anxiety mentally and all the rest of it, this other lady. 
because I was there for her. I was counselling, really. I was supporting her with her other issues, even though that woman never lost weight. But the first lady, I never saw her. She never came back. She never actually made that first appointment, remade that first appointment. But I had been too confronting by sending out that information. So what is it that you're asking for from your clients? Is it too much? Are you sending too much information before you even see them? And would that your time better be spent asking those questions in the consult and then sending them home with the seven-day diet diary, sending them home with the DAS21 or doing the DAS21 on the spot while you're there so that you can market? What is a better and more useful way of spending yours and their time? And by having homework, it means they have a reason to come back. When I see you at your next appointment, we will review this information. Or thank you very much for this information. I will look at it when you've gone. So we really need to think, I talk about overwhelm all the time, and we overwhelm our clients and we overwhelm ourselves with the information that we're handing out with the information that we request and the information that we have. And in some cases, your insurance won't cover you for the testing that you're asking for or the results that you're holding because you are not their primary healthcare provider. That's the GP or the MD in the US. So the GP is legally their healthcare provider. And that is the person who is their first line provider who then shuffles them out to everyone else. We are a natural resource, a natural first line provider, but that doesn't mean to say that we work on these same lines and we, we don't want to blur the lines. We work differently. We are about their base health, their underlying health, getting them back to health. And so, yes, we need to know what those results are. But when you look at GPs, they will never order something that they don't understand the result of. Whereas I see a lot of people ordering tests, because we can do them privately, of course, and then asking in the groups, can someone help me understand this? If we can't understand it, we should not be ordering it. I think that is something that we forget as well. I don't, but I know other people do. I'm sitting there squinting at tests thinking, oh, really? How can I make all these numbers larger? I can't see what I'm supposed to be looking at. So I don't rush to make get people to do testing. The other thing with testing, and I'm speaking at the MNHNZ conference at the weekend, and I'm talking about whether or not to test. Should we be testing? And what level of test should we be getting? What's the ethics around testing, especially in young children? And will that affect their later life? I will talk about testing in another podcast. That's not for today's podcast. Today's podcast is what are you asking from your client pre-consult? And what are you asking of your client in consult? Are you overwhelming them by requesting too much information? Are they not coming back because you've asked for information and they haven't been able to get it and so they've cancelled or they've rescheduled their appointment? Are the answers to those questions that important in some cases? In some cases, they are. But those are the cases where the person is often acutely unwell and it's actually need to pop along to the hospital because the blood pressure is too high and no, you won't see them again until they've been to the doctor and started on the blood pressure medication because, or whatever it might be in your opinion, because they're so unwell and you can't actually have them on your property, you can't be seeing them because you'll be up for being sued for not thinking about their acute ill health at first pass and making sure that the diagnosis is correct and you're not a diagnostician. We're not allowed to do that as part of the rules. So let's really think about what paperwork are we giving our clients? 
how much we're giving our clients, what is the expectation around that paperwork before we see them and at that first appointment, and how much paperwork are we giving them in return? How big is your plan? Does it need to be that big? How much information are you overwhelming them with? Do they never have to come back and see you because you've given them such a long plan that they're done between now and 2030 with the information that you've given them? So let's just sit back, look at what we've got, what we're handing out, when we hand it out, and how we can spread it over the consults. So I hope that's been helpful for you today. Do the things, rate, review, subscribe. And I look forward to chatting with you on the next podcast. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning, and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.